Hello! When this episode releases, I will be in a car driving from California to the state of Pennsylvania. Scottsdale Entertainment Headquarters is relocating to a new state. And when we arrive, we'll be able to produce more content, get things a little more settled, and get back onto a regular production schedule, including bringing back shows in the upcoming fall lineup. If you have any questions about that, please come check out our Discord. There will be a link in the show notes. Additionally, this episode and last episode was recorded about four months apart from each other. After last episode, we took a bit of a recording break due to scheduling, and we got back on it earlier this year. Because of that, there may be some mistakes going on with the canon, and we are doing our best to adjust that in future recordings. But if you catch something that is off, I apologize for that. However, the main meat and intent of the story is still accurate. Now, saying that, please enjoy the show. Scars are created, feelings are hurt, our party is simply tired, and now they look at a television screen and see that they are wanted criminals. The threat that went to Section 8 of Mezzomola was pinned on them. And on top of that, they have begun to butt heads. People are pointing fingers, some of it justified, some of it not. Will our party be able to recover from this? and figure out the truth of who was behind the attacks on Mizumola. Will they be able to recover magic? Will they be able to create long-lasting peace? Or is the world doomed to fight each other, as we have seen in the city of Mizumola? I don't really know. But I'm pretty excited to find out what is going to happen next. My name is Christopher Rondo. I am your storyteller. And welcome to Wyvern's Aria. Hello, my name is Alex Bissonette, and I'm playing Arnar Jerinamonis, level 4 Dragonborn fighter with the Samurai subclass. My name is Tyler, and I play Casey, the level 4 human fighter. Casey is blonde and a little unshaven. He wears a brown leather jacket and is always seen with his trusty revolver. Hello, I am Sean Last, and I play Rythan Dusk, who is a level 3 tiefling conjuration wizard and a level 1 fiend warlock. Hello, I'm Kidra from Texas, and I play Vivette Moors. The level full celestial warlock. The three of you are outside the sandwich shop right now, looking at a TV that seems to have been left on inside. And as you guys are watching, we can see the names of Damien pop up, as well as some of his crew. And they seem to have made enemies of all people of the other continent, all people of Salorn. As you guys are looking, there is a shopkeeper who stands up, looks to you, this little hole in the wall, opens up the gate, and waits expectantly if you wanted to order something. You can see the screen on the television uh, change anchorman, and they begin to portray a different message. 
This just in. We have gotten two more drawings. The travesty of Section 8. The faces of Arnar and Rythan, this kind of crude drawing set up there and saying that they are responsible for the attack of the Mezzamola Undercity. This gentle chapel neighborhood that uh, was crushed underneath as the Overcity began to fall right on top of them. We sit there, the man who is serving food kind of looks at the TV, looks at the party, looks at the TV, kind of shrugs, says, you gonna buy anything? I'd love to. Alright, alright, one sandwich, five credits. Hmm, do I have credits? <laughs> oh, I he have... missed payday. Yeah, <laughs> all I have is this silver coin. My inventory says ten gold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh oh. Um, and I pull out a gold coin. Like, how much is is this? Will you take one of these? Rythan, no, Rythan, no. Don't give him the gold coin. I'm Arnor. His his eyes narrow. I was like, I'll give you two sandwiches for one of those. I look at the one person I know who's from here. Look at uh Casey. I don't think a gold coin is worth ten credits. Is it? It might be actually. No. No, it's it's worth like um, uh, one copper is one credit. So we're thinking like a hundred credits. That's how oh, much. Sh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how much the gold piece is worth. We're rich. Arnor, hang on to your gold piece. All right, I'll I'll get the food. Two sandwiches, please. Two for three of you. Yes, two. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And he goes there, starts pulling out this uh, these cold cuts of like roast beef and ham, and starts formulating this. The sandwich, uh, his hands are dirty. This place is not very clean, but he is uh, creating these sandwiches for you. Uh, so the, on the TV, it was a picture or a, like it was a drawing or a legit like photograph. As you're looking at the news story, it is showing like drawings of both Rythan and Arnar. But there will be eventually be kind of this video that pops up showing the pit fiends are there and turning into this uh, the same kind of purple winged creature uh, seconds later. But there isn't a very clear facial recognition of a video surveillance footage of it. Okay, so it's like a like a robbery suspect where it's like low quality security cameras catch a guy, but it doesn't really show anything. But then there's like a sketch of them. Correct, but you're also a dragonborn. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. And I figure one probably something shows my sword over my back. Probably, yeah. So I want to take that off my back and... Oh, man, do I have it? I guess wrap it up in my... Uh, the, the cloak I wear, wrap it up. So, I mean, it's still a five-foot-long thing, but at least it's not just overtly a sword. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. And then I did... I, I remember showing up here... I put on street clothes to try to blend in. Would I still have that sweatshirt on me? <laughs> that hooded hey, jacket you, I had. I think you, you said you were wearing a gray uh, pullover hoodie. So, yeah, I don't see why you would not have that. As much, as little as it's going to do, I'm going to put the hood up. Okay. I still have a <laughs> snout sticking out. But, you know, it's just something that, at least from the back, you know, it's going to do. Maybe it'll help a little bit. Yeah. How tall are you? Uh, I'm six eight. Okay, so you're you're a towering. Yeah. Mm. Dragonborn, perfect. Just in like an upside down like pyramid shape, just like just w- way too broad. All right, two sandwiches, ten credits. Here you go. Uh, tips appreciated. Says nothing. <laughs> no. Just want to make sure we're in the clear here. You, 
this is a misunderstanding, and I point to the TV. Not that I assume you care at all. You know, there are people who disappear off the streets daily nowadays. This sucks, but who knows? Besides, you think this guy can really turn into uh, a devil? Ah, I blame. I blame that St. Clair Corporation. They're always trying to get some upper hand and blame other people for it. At least recently since that uh, true CEO passed, wherever he may be. They, people don't like them, this St. Clair? Uh, they did once. They were all about uh, free services whenever they can afford it reasonably. But since uh, that, that one dude's daughter took over, it's been uh, sketchy at best. All the free services ended. And uh, who knows? Sounds like they're turning into money hoarders. And if we can get that uh, that old CEO back wherever he disappeared to, wouldn't everything be better? They say that the new drug in town, that uh, gas uh, known as Exile, hmm. is her fault. Somehow she was able to create this weird hallucinogen gas thing. But what do I know? Well, we can inform you that they're also handing out weapons to youths. So, another reason for you to hmm, distrust them. Uh, the youths are going to get weapons whether we like it or not. At least in this town. That doesn't make it okay. Yeah, well... Hopefully our immortal ruler uh, will one day get out of his little tank and fix everything up. <clears throat> By any chance, do you know the you know any ways north out of town that are less occupied? I mean, why would you want to go north? There's just those mutants there. Well, at the moment, blending in, as you can tell, Jessica to the TV again, not really, hmm... Round here is not going to be good for us at the moment. I mean, rent a car and have this one drive and you should be okay. Hmm. Where can we do that? Uh, there's a uh, Enterprise not too far from here. <laughs> 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 Wait, really? Wow. <laughs> we get we got a brand deal with Enterprise or something? <laughs> uh, it's the Voyager. It's that, the Voyager, there you go. Uh, there's a Voyager nearby. You can go pick up a car there. Or maybe... Looks how tall you are. A large van. Hmm. Well, thank you for the assistance. And the sandwiches. Yeah, I like you, folk. Here, have a bag of chips. Hmm. Does he know what chips, chips. are? Or does he... <laughs> nope. Hmm. I play with the... Play with the... the make it crinkling noises with the, the bag. Hmm. <laughs> I look over at Casey. Chips. Yes, they're, they're food in, in the bag. Interesting. Shall we procure a, a vehicle then i guess so we had a van but who knows where that is now hmm. hopefully it's in one piece wherever it is what is rythan doing during this conversation uh rythan is uh taking notes as uh r and r in the shopkeep talk so he could keep track of uh the information that he was given uh by the pharmaceutical company as r and and casey is talking to the shopkeep rythan's sort of taking notes trying to figure out what uh what to do and try to see if he can piece some of this together. And uh, you look up into the video that is showing Rythan turning into this devil creature uh, and, and turning back into his normal tiefling form. And for a brief moment, uh, it looks like from a, a far building, you can see someone standing on this six, seven story building there and you see a man uh, his arms are out wide and you can 
get this glimpse of him casting some form of spell, and you can see a white staff in his right hand. It's hard to tell if he's human or or elf or some form of of larger human sized creature, but he's definitely there. So uh, after watching this for a few seconds, I'm going to turn to Casey and I'm going to switch to Infernal. I'm going to tell Trix go take a look at what he's doing and also to go and try and find Lovet. So you're leaving Trix with Casey? Well, no, Trix is just sitting kind of near Casey at the moment. So I'm just looking at Casey and I'm speaking in Infernal, talking to Trix, just to go see what's going on and to go find Lovet. See what's going on where? With the guy with the staff. He's the person on TV. Oh, he's on TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind that. I will tell Trix just to go find Lovet. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check with Trix's dad's. Man, it's just 17. Okay. Casey Arner, what are you up to? I don't know if we have enough money to get a, a van. We can go try. Is it? I pull out the gold coin again. You think this would cover it? I mean, that'll that'll help. That'll help a lot. It's worth a try. It would definitely help cover... What, actually, will we be able to drive it in this swamp we're going to? We can probably... There's probably roads to the swamp that we can drive on. Once we get there, I have no idea if it'll help. So, I mean, I know I won't, but would Casey know how far away this is that we're going? Yeah, about 40 miles to your north. There are roads that head out that far, but there will be a, a fair amount of swamp traversing about three miles of that off the road. 40 miles, that's a that's a trek. <laughs> that's a four-day journey on foot. <laughs> or an hour drive. <laughs> yeah. And you put it that way. I'm glad we have cars. <laughs> <laughs> So let's, we're going to go to the, what was it called? Voyager. <laughs> Voyager. Okay. Vivet, you are sitting in an alleyway. You have two books in front of you. One that represents your future. One that represents your past and where you have come from. You have received this revelation. You have looked at the stories, the sign that Persephone has given to you. And you finally regain consciousness of your surroundings you can see maybe about 40 feet away from you is samson samson this red-skinned tiefling currently wearing very very basic clothing that he obtained from casey's motorcycle shop and he looks looks at you kind of sees that whatever meditation you were doing has concluded and he begins to approach what would you like to do I want to close both books simultaneously and look at him and say, I got a revelation from Persephone. Your god talked to you. She so showed me something. Uh, it's confusing, but apparently she let Mephisto go and he harmed himself. And she showed me the healing and the spirit of what happened. And I think it's a sign. You know, the the other planes of existence, the gods have been relatively quiet since Raksha took us to this place. There, There is some hope that Persephone has contacted you. I'm not sure what it means, but... 
it gives me guidance that we are on the right path. And your companions, what do you think about them? Well, Rython is a bit of a bully and isn't always aware of his surroundings or his ability to affect others. The rest are meaningful but tame. Is that why your friend sent a devil to look for us? What devil? Well, there's some devil force, probably invisible, within this alleyway. Oh, I believe that belongs to Rython. He's always pestering me. Do I roll to see if I notice this? Yeah, go ahead and roll perception. And then Chicks can give me a stealth. Mm. Just a seven. Which passive? My passive is 11. I got uh, 16 for the stealth. Okay. I don't know if you can see it, but there is an invisible creature looking towards us. I can feel its hellish presence. Do you think it's Rythans? She kind of narrows her eyes, tries to look for it. I don't see it, but I can only suspect it is Rythan. He's probably looking for us. Creature, take us to your master. You think Trix obliges? Uh, yeah, she was told to, so she would. Probably not willingly or begrudgingly, but she would. Get that frown upside down. Me or the demon? The, the, the imp. Oh. He- Is it frowning? I think so. But that's... There are some more things we need to consider. If we are losing our connection to our gods, then magic is disappearing faster and faster. And if dragons are here, dragons most likely expend the most magic, in theory. Why? Why would an ancient creature that we haven't seen since we've been teleported to this godforsaken place show up to destroy a city? I do not understand. I'm afraid I don't know either. Is there anything in your text that states that dragons signify the end of the world? Mephisto doesn't talk about them very often. Can I make a check to see if there's anything that I would know about that? Sure. What kind of check? Would it be religion or... You're you're probably approaching this from a religious standpoint, so we will say religion. Thirteen. Dragons is a little more significant in Persephone's Bible than Mephisto, but nothing that signifies the end of the world. The things that it does sort of talk about is that dragons are designed to be protectors. They are there to help keep the natural plane protected from any planar energies that may do it wrong. Perhaps in history, there was a time where a genie tried to take over one of the cities and one of the dragons came as a protector of that. Perhaps there is a time where the sea began to raise and the goddess uh, Siren, the sea serpent, stopped the tsunami from destroying the Blackwater Mansion. But nothing about them signifying the end of the world. In fact, quite often the text is the opposite. Uh, you, you try to recall some information from other religions, but you just can't seem to think of anything besides... They are objects of worship to some of the dragon cults and religions that are set out. That's just the thing. Uh, I don't understand. Is Dragons are supposed to be protectors. They're supposed to protect us from these types of things, not cause them. And 
The only other recollection I have of a dragon interfering is when we were teleported here. And I barely remember that as I was quite literally dying at the time. Mm. So our protector came in not to protect but to destroy. These are grave times if the entities that are here to protect us are in turn turning against us. How can we ex expect to survive them? That is a good question and one that I'm afraid I don't have an answer to. Maybe if I could communicate back to our city, to our temple, we could learn more, but it seems so far away now. I'm I'm just not sure what I can do to help. Your dragon acquaintance, he had this symbol of the anchor on his shirt. Is he a sailor? Are you aware? Um, I believe he spent some times on ships. Maybe it's time to ask him to take us home. If the crew is still there, if the boats are still there. Perhaps you're right then. Maybe we should continue our relationship with these acquaintances of yours. Mm. It may be the best luck we have right now, I'm afraid. Well, as always, be cautious. I don't trust anyone right now besides you, Vivette. Our travelers, the people we have traveled with, have likely all perished from one thing or another. It's grievous times indeed. Agreed. Should we follow the demon? Voyager, what is a Voyager? Huh. And the rest of the party can see uh, Vivette and Samson approaching. Not sure what a Voyager is. I know what a voyage is. Maybe the others will know? As Vivette and Samson begin to approach, we can see that AC, Arnar, and Rythen are talking to a human man, and he he is trying to advertise this very, 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 very expensive sports car to them. It's like, and just for 1,000 credits a day, you can take this wherever you want. Who, who cares about all the other trash? Just, you know, you can ride in style. What, you know, a mutant like you must wants to ride in style. Show off those pesky humans that don't have these fancy car like this one right here for 1,000 credits. I stand next to the, the, the vehicle and I open the door and I sit in. <laughs> and clearly yeah. don't fit. Crink your neck a little. This clearly won't work. We need something larger. Like that van we were using before. And you want a, you, you want a van... Yes. You sure you don't want this car? There's only two seats. One can go in the trunk. It's fine. Where am I supposed to sit in this sports car? The trunk. I've been in trunks. They're not very roomy. All right, all right. Vans here. And a guy looks like I have two customers over there. So let's show these vans and maybe someone will rent this sports car. It's the worst investment ever. If you ever own a car rental shop, don't get expensive cars. All right. Uh, there's this van here for 100 credits a day. You can take this wherever you need to within a 100 mile radius. Curious, sir. How much to buy the van? To buy the van? Uh, I... I think I bought this one for 15,000 credits like a year ago. So, 5,000 credits? What? No. I, if you want to buy this van, I will sell it to you for 12,000 credits. <laughs> no, 12 gold for a van isn't a bad deal. Is or is it 120? 120. 120 gold. 
I, I, I look at Casey. Is it, is it a bad deal? I have no frame of reference for this. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. Also, uh, just uh, because I feel like people in uh, this, uh, at least, fantasy world would know it better. But I looked it up. Uh, a 40-mile walk is it's only about 12 hours long. <laughs> I mean, it's not four days, but I mean, like, you know. Sure, it's still long. I'm just, just saying. Just saying. Fair enough. Oh. Mm. I don't have that kind of cash. Or gold, so. Well, yeah. maybe we walk. Hmm. Well, I mean, everyone else thinks I'm a devil, so I could just kill everyone here and we could take it. Well, that's too obvious. <laughs> is that... Is that Tyler saying that, or is that Wright that's saying it? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right in saying it. Okay. No. No. <laughs> he, his, his hand immediately goes to his hilt. No, the joke. Dumb joke. Please ignore him. Please stop making that joke. So, uh, I want to go help those two over there. Uh... You decide they're with us. Oh, she might actually kill him. No one's killing anyone. Uh, you think the vet approaches? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she approaches as Arnar saying, "No one's killing anyone." <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Are we talking about killing people again? No. Poor jokes, bad jokes. We're trying to get transport to go to the swamp, follow up leads from that Damien. Well, um, I don't have any, what did you call them? Notes, or? They call them credits here. Credits. I don't have any of those, and I don't believe I have any gold, either. She's just kind of searching around. Um, Samson, do you happen to have anything? I don't even know where most of my stuff is. Oh, alright. Um, how much is it going to cost to get one of these? Ah, yeah, and just for a hundred credits a day, you can take this within a hundred mile radius from right here. You can go wherever you want. You can go into the swamp. Don't know why you want to do that. Into the city. City is destroyed. But you can go south or to the to the docks. Hmm. Would there be? No, there wouldn't be anything on the ship. It's relevant to this. Not like you're carrying like a buggy aboard. Um. <laughs> and there's you're no on way. a small sloop. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh. Is there like a river leading to the swamp? Like one that's, you know, navigable? Probably. Hmm. That is another option. We'll have more. So the uh well, well the guy mentioned the um you can take it to the dock if you want and Arnar can pick it up from there. So we can get to the docks. If there's a river if there's a large enough river leading to the swamps, my the ship I've been using is on the smaller side. We might be able to navigate the river. To the swamp. I don't know how that would help us in the future. We'd have more allies within range. We'd have a fallback position. We'd have somewhere to put people if Damien is there. If any of our other friends, I guess, are there. Idea. We go to a bike shop, rent a bunch mm-hmm. of bikes, and I get to teach all of them how to ride bikes. Also, also <laughs> a good idea. Probably... Uh, wait, no. What's a bike? You mean more motorcycles? Nope, bikes. <laughs> but you've... Wait, does it... You kept referring to your motorcycle as a bike. Yeah, but now I mean actual bikes. What's an... Uh, hmm. You have me confused. Uh, you want to take the car, or... No, we're going to pass on the car. Oh. Maybe. Most likely, but maybe. 
Well, I'll go uh, over there, uh, polish my gun, and uh, don't kill me. <laughs> he will not, and I look at Rythan, kill anyone. Unless okay. provoked. Mm. Unless self-defense. Exactly. Take us to these bikes. <laughs> Is this cheaper? Quicker? I don't even know if there's a bike place here. I just thought that would be a great idea. Having everyone on like newspaper bikes with like baskets in front of them? Yes! Uh, sure, if you guys really wanted to find a bike rental shop or bike purchasing shop, I guess you can if you wanted to. None of them would know how to ride it. It'd be great. Oh, my lord. That, if that's where we want to take the narrative, I guess. Ooh. Honestly, I think we should just walk it in. Just walk? We're not doing great on cash. Mm. We, if we go with the dock route, we'll have to worry about getting a boat up a river. That becomes a whole ordeal. Ship, but yes. Boat. Well, All right. If we're walking, how long is that going to take? Well, if the sandwich man was telling the truth, it should take 12 hours. So maybe a day and a half. Two days, I guess, if we start now. Samson, are you well enough to walk? Hmm, that too. Uh, well enough is a subjective term. Can I? Yes. Wait. I'd rather be in the swamp than here. If you need some healing, I can heal you a bit. No, it's... I don't have any physical wounds right now. I understand. And she puts her hand on his shoulder. Well then, I suppose we start walking. He's very tense. Like You can feel there is no visual change when you put your hand on his shoulder, but you can tell that he's just very, very, very tight. Very, very uncertain. Come on, Samson. Loosen up a bit. I mean... This is our best option right now. Try and have some faith. Mm. Alright. Walking it is. Question. Did Damien take the van with everybody else at the club? Yes. Damien took vans from his motorcycle club. So he's probably at the swamp, so he has our van. Most likely. You know, it would be D&D if there wasn't a weird, long logistics conversation. <laughs> that was, like, ultimately had a really easy when answer. When you are a club... And you have a van. <laughs> you need to keep track of that van. Uh, cool. Walking. <laughs> Great. So uh, you guys begin to uh, head about five miles, uh, probably a little less than that. We'll say you head about three miles north, get several looks and a couple people reaching for their cellular devices. But you do arrive on the edge and to, and to your north, you see this almost like this clear divide between civilization and, and the lush-leaved, algae-coated water and this road that goes down the center of it. And the first thing you do notice is the, the change of uh, smell and air quality. You kind of get, like, pungent swamp gases that overwhelm your, your senses so we can see more uh, insects beginning to wander. And, it, and it's just weird that there is such a clear divide. It's like, one time you're walking on a sidewalk, and then within a good 100 feet or so, suddenly everything around you changes. Which is, is pretty normal for Casey, since he is from this, uh, from this city. He understands that most of the swamp seems to come off from a lot of chemical waste that gets dropped off to the northern half. Wait, so it's like super abrupt? Yes. So it's like, oh, it's like a video game. You cross into another environment all of a sudden you're in another environment so in real life 
Mm. Don't want to think of it like a video game, but no, sure. I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's like it's weird. Is what I'm saying. It's like it's yeah, not. It's, it's not like natural where you know it takes a long time to get to another environment. This is just correct. like a. It's like almost like a line in the ground. Correct. Okay. Just want to make sure. The sidewalk just ends. There's just nature. Yeah, and there is the freeway that crosses through the the swampland and kind of interrupts the nature, but the road doesn't seem terribly well taken care of. But if you wanted to follow the road, I guess I guess you can. Does anyone else think it would be best to follow the road? Some things out there smell a little bit dangerous, possibly. Hmm. I this don't know con- if we should be walking in it. Yes, this continent's anything like ours. We don't want to stray far from roads. No, that's the, that's the general rule here. Hmm. Stay on the roads. Also, she's right. That smell is... I mean, wow. The city oh. smelled weird, but that is just painful. Oh no, that's still city smell. Hmm. Is the whole continent like this? No, 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 no. There are fields in places, right? Yeah, you know, probably. Normal, non-sick trees. I mean, yeah, we have we have nature. Hmm. We have like parks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Take your word for it for now. Like trees, I've seen a couple of those. And Casey's going to go to the fantasy continent and have culture shock. <laughs> he is not a nature boy. <laughs> I don't get any cell service out here. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what What is the general plan for this? Are you going to try to walk through the nights and get there the next morning? Or are you planning to make camp off the side of the road? Uh, you guys don't have a lot of your adventuring gear. I imagine a lot of that was left behind. Oh yeah, for sure. So, and you guys can kind of crouch up next to the road and maybe like a rest stop perhaps or something like that and try to get a couple Z's. But I can't imagine it would be very comfortable or safe for that matter. Hmm. If we camp somewhere, I can start a fire. Do we... I was going to make an arson joke, but never mind. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, yeah, I wouldn't have had a bedroll on me while I was in that place. wasn't the... uh shop before the attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just took off my backpack and all my traveling gear out of my inventory. I always have my net on me. <laughs> Them's, that's that's for fighting. The trusty net. Yeah, you put some leaves in it and then you got a nice concealment. Um, and, oh, Wait, do I got, you have my spell book? I got, uh, I do have hemp and rope and silk rope. Ooh. Yeah, let's, uh, let's find friend. Walk it out and then camp at night somewhere a little bit off the road. Okay. So planning to take, take the rest. Yeah. Okay. So you guys begin walking and you look to the left and to the right as the city kind of fades out of your background and just the swamp surrounds you. There are several intersections where you could possibly go uh, left or right, but Casey is able to guide you on your way as the sun begins to set and night begins to fall. And you look up and still you can see these large gas clouds coming from the city, uh, hiding a lot of the stars here, obscuring your vision and getting kind of late. You guys are beginning to feel tired. Um, the, the sores from the battle and the event begin to be more prevalent in your mind as you begin to think about taking a rest. Um, as you uh, kind of head off the beaten path to, to make camp as best as you can, uh, try to find Try to find a small clearing that is rather secluded. You find a little area, a little 
grove that uh, has a lot of foliage to block block a lot of the vision there as uh, you begin to get cozy and close as you try to keep keep warm. And at around this time, we begin to hear those sirens in the distance. These, um, and see the red and blue begin to uh, pierce some of the foliage and appear in your encampment. As we see about ten cars headed uh, further down into the swamp. So they're heading north towards where we're going? Yes. Do, uh, would I, with me and Rythan, would the us three know, uh, what they are by now? A police figure, car? Yeah, I figure, well, we spent two weeks in the city. Yeah, probably about... Probably saw plenty of them. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Should we be concerned about that? I mean, they're gonna go take care of it. Yes, but is it that they're taking care of? Is that our allies? I mean, I don't think so. Hmm. Your friend Damien, was he wanted for any reason? I don't think so. All right. I mean, he's a shady guy, but he's not really a criminal. Hmm. <laughs> Is there any sort of reputation behind this swamp? Other than the mutants? I'm just, I'm, I apologize for the 20 questions. I'm trying to understand. Uh, you're fine. We, the, we got a long way to walk. I'd <laughs> rather talk the way there. Are the mutants, are they not allowed to be there? They're... Are they being round up, or is that normal? I think that's just where they live. Hmm. Well, I would expect, probably we should expect trouble when we, when we get there. Oh, yeah. All right. It's it's not a normal place people go. As you say that, despite disaster, there have been very, very few cars on the road, with the exception of these police vehicles. So not many people fleeing, as you'd expect? At least not north, no. I mean, no one wants to flee a collapsing city to a swamp of mutants. Hmm. Which is precisely what we're doing. I mean, we have work. Exactly. Also, we are... Ooh, I don't know if you saw the the news. They have sketches of me and Rythan saying that we're wanted. Saying that we somehow caused that tragedy. I guess because I appeared to be a dragon, and it was a dragon, and because Rythan did whatever that was that he did. Well, it serves Rythan right for what he did. Yeah, I don't... But I am sorry you've gotten caught up in this. Well, we're all caught up in this now. The faster we get there, the faster we can figure out a plan to... I don't even know anymore. Sort all of this out. Suppose we should get going then. Samson pipes up a little bit. Arnar, is that is that your name? Yes. Are you a religious sort? Hmm. Not particularly. No. I know a lot of the dragons worship Raksha and Siren, either the the metal dragon or the sea serpents. Perhaps do you have any enlightenment on that. It's very interesting that a dragon showed up. While I highly doubt it is your fault specifically, perhaps maybe some of those religious texts may say something about this? Hmm, I mean, whether or not they're true believers, a lot of, yes, a lot of us do just say the words when sailing, you know, like I feel like most folks do. But that I can think of, um, religion check? Sure, if you want to. 
Oh, it's, this ain't gonna be good. <laughs> it's not my thing. Let's see, that's a nine plus a zero, so that'd be a nine. Like I uh, I can't think of anything. I mean, like, you do know that the, the dragon texts contain a lot of information about sort of dragon's roles, and there are potentially, like, prophecies that state the end of the world as they are in all the religions, but nothing nothing about dragons necessarily causing that, that kind of come up. Nothing about dragons in your memory pops up. Yeah, it's just... We're dragons... I mean, we're dragon-esque. They're dragons, but I don't know. I know some of us would know a lot on this subject, but me personally, no. I'm a sailor. That's a shame. Hopefully we can find an expert in your dragon kind and their beliefs. Um, but I understand, not all of us have that calling. Lydia may know more. She's at the swamp. Lydia? Mm. Who's Lydia? Scales. I don't suppose the name rings a bell. Lydia Cavendish. I mean, with the name, she's of higher birth. She's probably well-educated. Probably knows something. Why? Why is she here, not her father? I do not know. But perhaps he's busy dealing with something back home. And he trusts her enough to deal with this, whatever this is. I'm still not sure. Hmm. I... I hope you are right. Do we know if she survived? She... We, I know. She got into that van with, that, with Damien and his crew. And from what I've seen, I trust his abilities to navigate uh, that situation. I'm confident. Whether or not they're going to be there when we get there, I do not know. But... They're all capable people. All right. Well, that puts my mind at ease a little bit. Uh, it sounds like we are going where we need to go. You familiar with her? The Cavendish family? Yes. Her personally? I met her. Vet, if you remember, she was at that meeting with her father. Yes, I remember that. I was quite shocked, actually, to see her here when we arrived. I am very interested to see if she is here with or without her father's blessing. We never talked about it. We stayed a bit of a distance away from each other. Well, perhaps I will break that distance when I see her next. Cavendish family are merchants. They have earned their title through this sale, through using your fleets as a way to sell their goods. They're okay people, I guess. I do not know Lydia personally, but the father has a lot of good intentions while he fills his pocket. Hmm. I don't know about all that. I just assigned to escort her. Hmm. Well, thank you for the information, Arnar. I think it's time to split watches and make camp. I guess so. And we'll fade to black here. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Scald's Tale Entertainment, LLC.